everyone, welcome to Anyway That's All I Got, your weekly cinemaholic spin-off where we talk about movies and occasionally try to sound smart. I'm your host, Sam Nolan. Who the hell are you? I am Anthony, and I like movies and talking about them. <laughs> welcome, Anthony. And I am the other host. The one, other host. One of the other hosts. One of the other hosts. You must be talking about you there. Uh, the other other host. That's correct. That's me, Jason. The one with the blue eyes. Yeah. Oh. You can't see in the podcast. You can't see. Yeah. Trust me. Just imagine them. Yes. Bluish green, but hey, who's who's paying attention? Who's counting? Welcome to the Eyes Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this week, uh, we're going to jump right into our main segment because uh, last week, first of all, uh, thank you for all your great feedback from last week. Everyone really loved our uh, Wes Anderson episode. We're definitely going to do that format again, possibly for a... Uh, franchise in the near future, but let's we'll we'll keep that a secret for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we asked you guys, do you listen to the recommendation segment we do at the top of each show? And two of you said that you skipped it, and nobody said that you didn't. <laughs> so it's like a two hundred percent failure rate or something. Uh, so we're just so gonna, it's been scrapped. It's been scrapped. <laughs> we're not doing it, <laughs> and we're extremely unhappy, as you can tell. I mean, I'm, we're depressed. We're all just weeping uncontrollably, yes. especially Jason. Out especially of those, me, out of those blue eyes. I These blue twitch. eyes, a little bit more red. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna go right into our main segment. We're doing another list. It's been a little while since we've done one of these, and uh, this week, in honor of a quiet place, which is a very tense and suspenseful movie that came out. Um, by the time you're listening to this last week, we're doing our top five most suspenseful movies, which is totally subjective. Like, that's that's one of the things I found right off the bat. It's all about, like, what were the movies that made you clench your teeth and grip your armrests and start sweating uncontrollably in front of everyone in the theater who's not watching you. Um, right. Did you guys have any trouble making this list? I do. Oh, yes. yes. There are so many on here. It's a I, tough. I believe all of us are going to have a long honorable mentions list. Really? See, long. I actually had trouble finding ones that... Because <laughs> really, I'm not going to really have any honorable mentions. Because, like... You, that's kind of your thing. Yeah. Man. Like, well, because I find, like... The movies that are suspenseful to me, like, those are the ones I remember. Those are the special ones to me. I'm like, those are the ones that I physically react. Yeah. I'm, like, moving around in my chair. Visceral reaction. And I'm like, oh, God. And, like, my back hurts. <laughs> now, me, I'm a bit of a coward. So, a lot of, there's going to be a lot of stuff that really get under my skin. The assassination of Jesse James by the coward Jason Reed. <laughs> <laughs> I'd do it. Uh, I'd pay to see that poster photoshop. That'd <laughs> yeah. be wonderful. Yeah. Uh, I had, like, I was doing research. I had to whittle it down from, like, a hundred. It was crazy. Oof. I mean, I sort of, I, I was, I got a little strict on my definition of suspense, so that definitely helped a lot. But still, it's, it was hard. It was really hard to pick five. We easily could have done, like, ten, probably. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know... What I did ultimately was to sort of wheel it down was I had to differentiate between um, tension and suspense, which I think are two very clearly different things. Tension is when you can pretty much like predict what's going to happen and you're just waiting for it to happen. And it's just agonizingly painful to wait for it. I have a couple like that on mine. Whereas suspense is more unpredictable. A million different things could happen and you have no idea what it was. That's sort of, that's what I tried to go towards. And I feel like I have a pretty good uh, representation of that list. 
And I also steered clear of like some of the more obvious ones. Only one on my list is like super obvious. And I put that on for a reason, but like, uh, at the risk of showing my hand, I didn't put psycho. I didn't put, uh, no country for old men. Um, I didn't put Halloween, none of the standard stuff that you see. I decided to go a little that, more that generic stuff. <laughs> and I'm not that I love those movies. Oh no, no. I'm saying, I'm just saying they're more of like they get the go-to, the go-to response. Right. 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 Question. I wanted to go a little more unusual this time. Maybe not obscure because these movies are that I'm going to talk about are somewhat well-known, but just, you know, uh, I want to keep you guessing, keep you on your toes, listener. Um, and obviously, we'll do our full runners-up at the end. I have, like, 40 honorable mentions. I don't know how many you guys have, but... I have, I have none. <laughs> how many, Jason? 18. 18 honorable mentions. <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah, so it'll be... We'll, we'll have a wide variety of uh, at, at least mentions. Um, but I guess we'll just uh, jump right in the way we always do with my number five. Uh, my only heist movie, Jean-Pierre Melville's Le Cercle Rouge, a.k.a. Ooh. The Red Circle. You ever heard of this? No. no I've heard of it. Okay. Not yeah. seen it. Uh, it was, came out in 1970. Uh, 1970. I almost said 77. came out in 1970, uh, directed by Jean-Pierre Melville, who specialized in like really cool, suave, um, stylish crime thrillers, in addition to like really effective war dramas. Kind of... He kind of had like a Godardy sort of feel to him, and uh, he's actually like really well respected and inspired a lot of the filmmakers today, like Michael Mann and uh, Quentin Tarantino that came out in like the late '80s and stuff. And Le Cercle Rouge, his second to last movie, is a story about a trio of ne'er do wells who come together through various circumstances to rob a jewelry store. It's it's in many ways it's like a standard um, heist movie, and in fact, like, there's a good half hour of the movie that is completely silent. And it's just the heist happening. And it is riveting as all hell. And it's wonderful. And it's mostly focused on that as well as the aftermath. And I guess, what do you call it? The before math of the, the, of the heist. Yeah, know, go for it. The man. prologue. The man. predecessor, the precursor, whatever the word is. some sort the, of The first one. It has the root word of pre, I would assume. And it's really cool. It's really quiet. It's really subtle. Um, it really takes its time. It's like a two hour and 20 minute movie, I think. And it makes damn sure that it's going to work and be effective. And, you know, I mean, of course, you learn a lot about the characters as this heist is going on. You watch it unravel. I won't give away what happens, but suffice it to say, it's really, it's really fun to watch. It's really suspenseful. Uh, I don't have too much to say on it because, uh, it's just, it's my number five. But yeah, that's Le Cercle Rouge. Check it out if you get a cool. chance. What do you got, Anthony? My numero cinco yes. is a David Fincher movie okay. called him. The Game. I hate it, actually. You hate that movie? Yeah. <laughs> I really don't like it. Really? I mean, no, no, no. Sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, bad. I'm sorry. Awesome. Listeners, if you could have seen the shift on Jason's face from <laughs> no. excitement to pain. It was wonderful. Now, That's hilarious. Sorry. I, that was harsh. Um, I don't hate it. I just, it frustrates me so goddamn much. Uh, okay, well, I'll, I'll talk about it. The, no, okay, go, of yeah, all the possible ventures you can mention. <laughs> no, because I totally, it is frustrating. Yeah. And I can see why like people illogical. might not like it. It is illogical. It's yeah. unbelievable. And like the, and I think that's what made it suspenseful for me was that the lengths they go for this 
Ruse. Uh, so what it's about, um, Michael Douglas, it's his birthday, and good, his good old brother, Sean Penn, he, you know, he, he gets him. He's, he's the cool brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good, good casting. To, uh, yeah, to uh, unwind uh, his brother, Sean Penn, by, he enrolls him in this kind of role-playing thing where you, uh, he, mm-hmm. can, he can save the, the damsel in distress and be the hero and fight the bad guys. But it, as it turns out, it's real. <laughs> and Hence... The game. It's, yes, it's not a game, and they and it gets so extravagant. I'm trying to be vague. Uh, yeah, it's this is a difficult one to it like is an inch- tiptoe around because you you constantly go back and forth because how so the the I guess the the scene where it turns out that it's real. He's supposed to save this damsel in distress, but she's like this. No, stop! The people are coming to here to actually kill me. And it's it becomes a psychological thriller of, is it actually a game? Is this all just really elaborate, or is he is this real? Is this are they just trying to scam him, kill him, take his money? And then you, it's constant. Who can he trust? Who can the audience trust? And it's very back and forth, and you never know. You don't know how it's going to end. Mm-hmm. And when you think it's over, it's not. And it's very intense and suspenseful. In that you really you it keeps you guessing. To a fault, though, yeah. at times, like you were saying, it's well, so it gets a little extravagant. It it a hundred percent is like terrifying and suspenseful. I I don't disagree with you on that part. I just don't like the movie that much just because <laughs> of the ending. Yeah, uh, it's like one. It's, it's just like, a little too far. It's a little <laughs> way too far. Yeah, definitely. Fincher likes his twist endings. Uh, yeah, so I have not seen this. As you know, I'm not up to date yeah. on Fincher. Um, but it th- I think it's interesting you mentioned how the audience doesn't know what's going on either. I found no, that I had no idea what was going on. Yeah, exactly. The entirety of the first time I watched. Granted, I was a kid, but <laughs> I, I didn't some understand. Still are. <laughs> Aren't uh, we all? Yes, yes. Um, I think the movies that are the most suspenseful are the ones where the audience is more or less in the same position as the character. Yes, where that, and that is definitely the case here. Have no idea what's happening. We spend it's, the whole time with Michael Douglas. Nice. The dramatic irony is when the audience knows something that the character doesn't, it's the opposite of that is the yeah. recipe for suspense. Yeah. And that is constant throughout all the ones that I'm going to mention. And I would assume probably most of the ones that you guys are talking mm-hmm. about. And on that note, Jason. Oh, one more thing about that. Ooh. One of the Ooh. most suspenseful scenes in that movie is when he when he gets back to his house and everything's yes. in blacklight. Yes. Oh my god, that is terrifying. It's it's, that it's is well terrifying. done in terms of like making you feel something, but the plot gets a little wonky. It gets <laughs> yeah. The game yeah. gets a little wonky. Yeah. Game game when, done changed. When <laughs> when this come out, you know? Um this was Soon. like Early this is oh 1997 oh whoa, 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 whoa. 1997 so between oh, seven and Fight Club yes what a weird about face must that must have been yes yeah that's great all right Jason what do you got cool let's jump right in uh, I'm gonna be talking about Creep and sort of Creep Two mm, okay. have you heard of these I have heard of them I've never seen um, them. so. They're found footage movies. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. You cut right um, to the chase. Yeah, I know. I know yeah, so, so it's it is a found footage horror slash kind of comedy, to be honest, that follows cameraman Aaron, who is contacted by a mysterious man named Joseph. Mm. Now, Joseph hires Aaron to follow him around for a couple of days and just document his life because Joseph tells Aaron that he has cancer and he's going to die soon. Okay. So he wants to have footage of himself going throughout his daily routines 
to send to have for his child. Okay. But sort of like an archive kind of thing. Yeah, sort of like an archive. Mm-hmm. But soon Joseph's strange behavior has kind of become a little bit too much for Aaron. Okay. And things start to get a little bit creepy. Is it like supernatural stuff? No. Okay. Something um, else. now something a little more sinister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 very crazy because throughout the movie, you know, uh, this character of Joseph, played by Mark Duplass, who's very good in this movie, oh, he is, okay. he's incredible in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's he's kind of the reason that I like this movie so much. I, <laughs> if they had anyone else, it would have just been boring. It's it's honestly a great sort of character study of him. Yeah. But uh, he he he's great because he just tries to one up the weirdness in like in every single scene. Okay. It just keeps getting weirder and weirder. You know, yeah. he's, he... Does it, like, break the fourth wall? No, no, no. Okay. Um, well, he, like, looks at the camera because the... Oh, yeah, because he's holding the Yeah, because he's holding the camera. Okay. But, you know, he's... He, he seems like a normal guy at first, but then, you know, he... The, the camera guy finds a wolf mask in his in his closet he's okay. like what, what the hell is this a wolf mask and mark duplass is like oh that that's peach fuzz <laughs> that's peach fuzz. and then he puts it on okay. sings a little song about peach fuzz and then just goes back to just, just acting normal and wow. it is some of the most unnerving stuff i've ever seen in that life. sounds surreal kind of. and yeah mark mark duplass he just has this weird terrifying charisma to him <laughs> and it's it's incredible. sort of like daniel day lewis uh-huh. in like oh, yeah. blood or something mm-hmm. so here's my question Weird to compare those two but yeah, uh, yeah. that's the first thing yeah. that came into my yeah. head when you said frightening charisma yeah. or um does the found footage aid the story yes okay. because um there's just something about him just kind of like talking into the camera okay just just sort imagine yeah just imagine like if there will be blood was it was found footage like a confessional <laughs> and and he was just like Daniel Plainview was just I'm gonna drink his milkshake <laughs> drink his yeah um, but yeah Creep. if there will be blood was found footage yeah like the, the story of it it's it's a little run in the mill uh, okay. but you know Mark Duplass just carries this movie and he's just the creepiest guy in the world. Mm, hence, the and this, hence the title. Hence the title. And there's I'm, a second ooh, one I'm interested where he just continues that. That one's a little less creepy because okay. you kind of... I'm guessing if, you've, if you're watching Creep 2, you've seen Creep 1. So you kind of already know what has happened in that. So you're not that, like... Surprised. Surprised when, when stuff happens. But okay. Creep 2 is also really, really good. Awesome. They kind of do the same thing as the first one, but they, they put a little, like... Like 22 Jump Street spin on it oh, a little geez. bit. Okay. Never seen any of those. Oh, you have? Okay. I've seen um, it. So what What do you mean? They, 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 like it's, they like it's Ice Cube's daughter? No, no, no. <laughs> they kind of do the same, the same thing again, but it's this time it's a girl cameraman. Oh, no, no, that's, okay. that's not, so it's that's a not the woman. thing. Um, yeah. Okay. But they kind of just play with it a bit. Oh, okay. You know, um, like... In, in this first movie, the cameraman, Aaron, he's terrified throughout the whole movie because this guy's just so weird. Right. But in the second one, this girl, uh, she's she's going up to film him because she has, like, her own show where she interviews weird oh, people. okay. And so she's kind of, like, used to it. She kind of, like, toys with him a bit. Right. Mm-hmm. And, like, just kind of messes with him. He's just trying so hard to creep her out. And it's just yeah. not really working. You keep using the word creep. It's yeah. Almost well, like it's, it's yeah. the title of the movie yeah. or something. 
And it's, it's, it's definitely a comedy. So just don't expect it to be a hundred percent serious, but okay. it's, it's a very interesting watch. Sounds like a good number five. Yeah. All right. We Both on Netflix. Too. Really long time talking about that. There's also going to be a third one. Creep three. <laughs> Are they going to make one of the ease of three? I hope so. I bet Ooh. they would. All right, we got to move on. So Go my number, it. my number four, uh, Denny Villeneuve is my favorite working director today, and uh, rightfully I, so. I could have. There's like a good four movies that could have easily made my number four spot. I could have gone with Polytechnic. I could have gone with mm. Enemy. I could have gone yeah, with. That's what I thought you were going to. Sicario, do. but actually, yeah. I'm going with Prisoners. Um, this is uh, the most recent movie on my list, so odds are you probably know it, but in case you don't. Uh, one fateful Thanksgiving evening, uh, Hugh Jackman and his family meet Terrence Howard and his family when suddenly their two daughters disappear mysteriously. Luckily, Detective Gyllenhaal is on the case, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, the rest of the movie is spent trying to find the kidnapper and get to the bottom of what's going on. Blinky I'm, Gyllenhaal. I'm making it sound means. really melodramatic. It's actually one of the most depressing movies ever made. It really is. That's what I hear. I haven't seen it's, it yet, but I hear it's very... You're in for a... After the first ten minutes of the movie, Hugh Jackman's face is just... Mm. Angry the whole movie. Angry the whole time. Just like the fangs was making sad, dead. All through Logan. All much. through Logan. Yeah. yeah. And um, nobody I know who's watched this has finished it and not been messed up by the end. Do they? Does anyone smile after the first ten minutes of this movie? <laughs> Probably not. I, don't, at all. I really don't. Not think so. not even the bad guys. I really don't think so. Yeah, it, oh, man. It, this yeah. movie pulls no punches whatsoever. It's like you're not—you don't just sympathize with this character. You are like it. Villeneuve wants you to feel exactly what these characters are feeling, even if you don't have kids. Like I can't imagine how terrifying this movie mm-hmm. must be if you have kids. Yeah, but even if you don't, it's still unnerving and unsettling and brutal. And he man. poses like this—this kind of like moral dilemma. Yeah, yeah. later on. Where it's like, what would I do? It doesn't like deify any of the characters, which I think is really a really wise choice. Um, And it's really a movie about like vengeance, regardless of whose fault it is. How when something bad happens to you, you want to do something bad back Mm -hmm. to someone or something. You just want to take it out in the world. And it doesn't justify that, but it just it's it's just saying it's part of human nature and it's magnificent. Uh, it's a long movie. It's like two and a half hours, too. But it, this is another one that really takes its time. Um, I, I've seen this once. I don't think I ever need to watch it again. I don't no, know I've seen it. I've seen it like six times. I don't know if I'll be able to handle it. I don't know how. There's, you, there's only a few movies that I've watched where I, I've never been able to watch. <laughs> I don't know how you're still one of them alive list. now after watching this a half dozen times. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's prisoners. It's, woo. It's just, yeah. just thinking about it. I'm like, just God, a kick in the gut. There's a kick in everything. Yep. Every, every, every internal organ, it kicks you in it. Yep. Yeah, wonderful. Wow, yeah. It's awesome. a, that is a great movie. That's my number four, Anthony. Jake Gyllenhaal blinks a lot in that movie. A lot. Well, he's a human being, Anthony. What do you expect? <laughs> I called you Anthony. You did just call me Anthony, but it's okay. It's because I was looking well, at Anthony. <laughs> if you just like watch him when scenes are supposed to be focused on someone else, he's just going... <laughs> Jason's blinking really fast. Very, yeah, Jeez. very fast. Yeah. Um, but he's everyone's fantastic in that movie. Everybody, yeah. And there's like... Pretty big ensemble cast. Pretty big, yeah. yeah. Paul Dano is great. Paul, oh, Paul Dano. Paul Dano. terrifying. Yeah, for sure. 
He's a weird dude. He's we, he's a weird dude. We, yeah. we could go on about the cast. Yeah. We got to move yeah. on. We Anthony, go. what is uh, right. your number four? So this one is a different kind of suspenseful for me anyway. I found it very suspenseful. It's like an adventure. It's not like a make you uncomfortable, make you feel like, I don't like this, but I'm going to keep watching. It's suspenseful. Okay. It's like, it's a, like exciting. Suspense. Exactly. Uh, right. It is the original 1972 the Poseidon Adventure. <laughs> this movie rocks, Wait, man. What? What the hell is this? <laughs> Poseidon. This movie what rocks. This? this is so fun. <laughs> so. I just imagine the poster for this is Poseidon, like, shrugging. With no. All this crazy stuff oh, happening well. behind him. It's, Silly old me. <laughs> it's a boat. It's like, I, this is so, I like this so much better than Titanic. It's about a boat, uh, kind of, so there's everyone, it's like a high class uh, boat and everyone like a big freighter ship and it there's a storm and uh, a pre-airplane Leslie Nielsen <laughs> is the the sh- uh, ship captain back when he was considered like an action yeah he's star. very Wait. very taken seriously did they did they remake this movie into Poseidon yeah it is a remake okay the, I know yeah. of Poseidon yes okay mm. but this one is awesome because there's no CGI it's all practical yeah. effects and like, oh. people are drowning boy those were the days yeah they drowned the 70s, actual people yeah. we don't yeah. <laughs> we were we were dead in the 70s yeah now we're alive <laughs> Anyway, the opposite of a lie. <laughs> we didn't exist. So the there's a storm. Boat gets turned upside down <laughs> and rocks their world. Yeah. So and then so you've got uh, Gene Hackman That's and the tech. <laughs> boat turns upside Don't down. Don't rock and the rocks boat. World. Hilarious. Don't uh, rock so the we boat. got Gene Hackman and Ernest Borgnine. They're trying to get a handful of survivors. From this horrible drowning crash I'm, to I'm, the engine room, and how it's it's just, very interesting. I was picturing Gene Hackman with a, like a pail, just trying to bail the water. <laughs> no, he's like really great. He's it's, he's you know he's very energetic. It's, yeah. I think this was back when he probably wasn't as big a jerk on set. Yeah, um, I'll talk more about Gene Hackman in a second, but go on. Okay, well, perfect. Mm-hmm. So it's him, and there's a constant tension between him and Ernest Borgnine because. Uh, they're, they're, they're the same and that's why they're at odds. Interesting. And they're, they're both very, they're, they're leaders and they're, they both want what's best, but they think each, they think one another is wrong. Mm. And what the, the suspense in this movie comes from just, where is all this water coming from? It's, <laughs> get off my phone. <laughs> We're drowning. So it's like, uh, so it's like a moral crisis. Sort of. Yes. It's like a constant, um, chase between like is are they going to drown now and there's a scene where the the passage uh from you know they need to get from a to b Mm -hmm. and but they need to swim under the water for like something like uh they say in the movie it's oh it'll take 30 seconds i timed it when i was watching it it's like a minute and a half oh man but it's it's intense and it's suspended because you don't know who's going to make it and there's a constant just fight to like I like you want them to make it, you want them to be okay, but you know they're not all going to, and it's who's gonna who's not gonna make it, who's not gonna survive. But it's still fun, right? Oh, it's ridiculously fun. Mm-hmm. And that's what and that's I think that's a very hard thing to pull off to make it suspenseful and an adventure at the same time. 
and there's there's jokes and there's you know it's it's an adventure movie. Uh, John Williams did the music, and it, it, of course he adds to it. Well, if it's a movie, John Williams. Probably <laughs> <did the music. laughs> yeah. Now, do a lot of people drown? Yeah. Couldn't watch it. Does somebody couldn't jump off it. of the boat and bang off of the propeller and no. spiral into the no. water? No, they couldn't do that. Didn't have the stupid CGI <laughs> James Cameron did. I couldn't. I couldn't handle that movie. Titanic. I mean, Titanic ruined me for a while. At, like, but as, Prisoners as a, is up no. Okay, I was a child when I first saw Titanic, and that was like the first movie where I, where one of the first movies where I saw a lot of people dying. Uh, <laughs> so it's like, sense. whoa, it's like this happens. Yeah, what? and I was like, this really happened. Whoa, yeah. Drowning scares me. That's that's all. Couldn't awesome. do it. Yeah, I've been meaning to check that out for a while, so I'll have to add it's that to my list. Ridiculously, a good time. It's so great. Just the name, the Poseidon awesome. adventure. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's, it's nothing to do with the Poseidon. Poseidon is the boat. Oh, that's, I, that's the yeah. name of the boat. Yeah, yeah. It's not like not there's much a, of an adventure. It's not like there's a big guy with a staff going drown. No, it doesn't happen. <laughs> oh, that's great. Awesome, uh, Jason. You're four. Cool. cool. Well. I will be talking about two movies, kind Again? of, but it will be part of the same loose trilogy. Okay. Um, is and it, that is... Is oh, it Evil Dead no, and Army of Darkness? No. It is Antichrist and Melancholia. Oh, okay. Part the, of the, the Depression. Trier the Depression trilogy. Right. Tell, <laughs> us, tell us about it, Jason. So, two very, very different kinds of suspense and tension. Mm. Um, Antichrist is, I think, one of the scariest movies I've ever seen now. Um, <laughs> yes. I've never been more scared of someone than Charlotte Gainsbourg in that movie. Yeah. She is. Have, have you seen this, by the way? No, I haven't. I know. She is absolutely terrifying in it. This movie is, is gross. Yeah. I couldn't. Do you sympathize with William Defoe? Yes. Okay. I mean, I kind of sympathize with both of them in a weird way, even though. Actually, Willem, Willem Defoe is kind of a nice. He's he's a nice guy in it, yeah. but it, you said his name right. Yeah, I'm I did. I did. No, I've I've been training myself to say it. Um, <laughs> Do it. Yeah, let that exercises. Willem. 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 But this this movie is just terrifying, and just uh, a lot of that is because of how kind of gross the violence is. Yeah, and that just makes you more afraid of. The person who is caught, I'm trying to be very vague here. Yeah, the yeah. person who is causing this violence. And there's, uh, Von Traer, he, he, he does this thing. It, it takes place in a forest. Okay. That's kind of, that's kind of where a lot of it takes place because it, it follows Willem Dafoe and Charlotte Gainsbourg and their, their child has just died. An incredible opening scene. Their child has just died, like toddler. So <clears throat> that's rough. Mm-hmm. Will, Willem Dafoe, who is a, a psychologist, he kind of takes his wife out to the woods as kind of to kind of like help her through the grief of it. Okay. And Von Traer, he'll, he, he kind of like starts raising tension uh, on their way to the, to the woods. He puts this weird effect on the woods where it just, it makes it kind of like, it's, it's like an inception effect a little bit on the woods. The trees are folding in. They're they're kind of like, yeah, they're kind of folding in, like not really making sense. And it's kind of like... Sort of like in Annihilation a little bit? In a way, yeah. Um, And you don't really notice it right away. Hmm. And there's there's little things like this. So it's just kind of like to 
make you realize that it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's, it's to be feeling it, uncomfortable. Yeah, it's from, like from what I've it's heard, a little bit of foreshadowing. Okay, like, stuff's gonna go down <laughs> in the right. woods, and they go down. Oh my god! From what I've heard, it's evocative of like religious sort of uh-huh. anxiety. Um, it's like told that. in three or four chapters, okay. and at the end of each chapter, except for I think the second chapter, there is like a, a, a stinger right at the end of it. Oh, okay. I, I believe the. F- third chapter has a really terrifying end where a fox basically speaks to them oh my goodness he just says chaos reigns <laughs> oh, and, then, wow. and then it just it, that that chapter ends how do you and, get what 2001 a space odyssey style mm-hmm. just oh, yeah. cut to yep. intermission or whatever? yeah it's terrifying That's and then awesome. i'll quickly talk about melancholia yeah. uh it's basically it is a two plus hour movie i can't remember how how long it is exactly but everyone throughout the whole movie they they know that the world is ending it's going to end soon there's going to be a planet that's going to collide with earth Mm. and that's just kind of hanging over everyone's head the whole movie and it's just it's just a depressing movie the whole way through inevitable yeah it's inevitable and you know people kind of lie to each other and like try to make people feel better but then the ending is just oh man it it wrecks you because well, it's it's the gonna title is fitting then i mm-hmm. suppose oh yeah yeah different kind of suspense and tension um but it's it's definitely there it's it's like a a knot in your stomach the whole the whole <laughs> oh, movie when you're watching I hate it those. Yeah. Yeah, those movies. where you're just like oh this is this is so sad oh yeah they're there's gonna be a planet that's gonna collide <laughs> with them, so it just makes it more sad yeah yeah um, yeah, those those two are great. I wouldn't recommend the the third part of the Von Trier trilogy though, which is one Nymphomaniac Part One and Two. Oh yeah, heard stuff about those. Uh, they're they're fine. Yeah, they're okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, awesome. All right. So uh, we'll move on to my number three. I mentioned Gene Hackman. Uh, I think this is the calmest yet most paranoid uh, movie on oh. my list. Francis Ford Coppola's yeah. The yeah. Conversation. Yeah. Mm. Um, so the conversation, Harry Call is a lonely, timid, aloof man uh, who happens to be a surveillance expert. He specializes in recording people's conversations unbeknownst to them, and he sells the tapes to a big, mysterious company uh, for blackmail. And as a result, he's very secretive and very uh, paranoid, and all he does, all that excites him, is that he likes to play his saxophone in his apartment while right. listening to jazz records. Um, he doesn't really know anybody. He just sort of stays as a recluse in his apartment. He has sort of a relationship with uh, Terry Gar, but that's about it. One day he records a couple having a conversation in which he finds out they might be planning a murder. Oh, a murder. No. A murder. I don't know why we said it that way. But okay. <laughs> and the rest of the movie is, you know, this dilemma of, well, I have this audio, this proof. Should I do something? Can I do something? And I kind of compare it to a uh, rear window in the sense that yeah. it's this fun little seemingly harmless hobby that you pick up. And then all of a sudden the ugly side of it rears its head and you have to deal with the consequences. And it is gripping and methodical as hell. And Harrison Ford's in it. Harrison Ford's in it. 1974, way before. Not way. Yeah, before, he has like one scene. He has a couple. Scenes. A couple. Yeah, scenes. he has a decent. Super, he's super young. He's yeah. a side character. And the danger is like much more subconscious than some of the other stuff I'll be mentioning, which is maybe more action oriented or maybe more pressing. This is like 
this is like sort of the tension is creeping on you. Yeah. It could be anywhere, you know? And his performance just... Really? Yeah, man. He, he has this facial hair. You yeah. barely even recognize him. This is only a couple of years after the French connection. And he sort of established himself as like, hey, I can do really good stuff. Mm-hmm. And He's kind of like a slow, quiet guy. Mm-hmm. The is these glasses. Dilemmas are are happening to him. All and, he, and he snaps a couple of times and it's mm-hmm. really believable. Yeah. And it's like, you know, uh, if you're not careful, you will lose everything. You know, and no matter how much or how little you have, if you play with fire, you're going to get burned. And uh, Coppola claims that this has nothing to do with Watergate, which was around the same time, Um, says that the script was written well before all that went down, which I might believe. But I think that definitely had an effect on this movie, just the secretive nature of some of these shady uh, businesses and everything. I think it's really potent and it's really, really fun to watch, uh, but not in like an adventurous sort of Poseidon adventure. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, Coppola mentions that it's it's his last original movie that yeah. he ever made. Because Apocalypse Now is based on Heart of Darkness mm-hmm. and, you know, he did The Outsiders and everything. But yeah, this was, I mean, it's so weird to think like this is only the fourth best Coppola movie. Like, how weird is it to think about it? It's, it's one of, like, the only movies I'd ever give five stars to, and it's still only the fourth best. So that's that's amazing to me. I yeah, Coppola is one of my favorites. I was flipping back and forth between my three and two, so I I ended up just flipping a coin. So this could have easily been my number two as well. Uh, but, yeah, that's what I got for the conversation. If you haven't seen it, it's just as good as people say. Anthony, what do you got? All right. My number three is uh, a recent movie, Wind River. Uh, yeah, that's on my honorables. Yes, awesome. I. This was an interesting movie for me to watch in theaters because it was. It's 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 not a fun movie. No, not at all. Yet at times it is oddly enjoyable, mm. and it's it's kind of interesting just because it's one of the. It's it's got that tone where it's like thing, things are not going well for these characters and yeah, things yeah. aren't going well. And, and there's a slim they chance that they up, will go. But you want them to, you want it to work out because it's really well written. These characters are great. Like yeah. Elizabeth, Ol- Ol- Elizabeth Olsen, Olsen. Olsen and uh, Jeremy Renner, their characters are so good and well written yeah, that yeah. you just, you, and the, the fear you have for it not working out for them is where the suspense comes from. Mm-hmm. And the, the constant, like, is this, is this a scene? Is this it? And then it's just, <laughs> it's kind of, it's, 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 a constant uns- the, it's unsettling yeah the You're whole just movie waiting for something to happen exactly mm-hmm. and it pays off yeah it, something happens in, a, <laughs> yes. in the form of a flashback ooh a very very good uh, well told flashback it's put in like at the perfect spot yeah and it's <laughs> it's a lot of it's it's very intense just the the unsettling mood throughout yeah, yeah. this entire movie it's it's pulled off wonderfully and it works so well in our uh, in our previous show, the Unnamed Podcast, our last episode, we did top ten of twenty seventeen. This made both of our lists, mm-hmm. and we were talking about how a lot of the tension has to do with the setting of the story. Definitely, it's, it's in the plains of Wyoming, mm-hmm. which uh, which I, we've been there, and mm-hmm. it's 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 desolate. It really is nobody around, and they, they make that a point. They make it like because it opens with. Um, a uh, the 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 plot kicker where a girl has just been raped and yeah, she yeah. she can't 
she 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 escaped, but she has nowhere to, to go to. She because it's just too far. There's no one around, mm-hmm. and that's that's part of the suspense. Like, if something happens to this character, who's going to help them? What's going to happen? They might not be found for yeah. weeks, and in fact, it takes a couple of days for them to even yeah. find out that it happened. And even when things are going well, like at like I'll, uh, uh, I don't want to give anything away. When they're picking up leads, exactly. Yeah. It's it's like. You you get the sense that anything could go wrong at any time, mm-hmm. and it, it really pulls it off really well. And yeah, I, yeah. it's one of those like you enjoy it, but you don't at the same time. <laughs> it it strings you along. Jason, have you watched this yet? <laughs> I know um, you started. It, right? I started it. I fell asleep. Nothing to do with <laughs> nothing to do with the movie. Yeah, it's just very tired, and I haven't got around to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna try to finish it right after I finish Logan Lucky. But yes. <laughs> I, I, what I a strange sentence! But yes. I know, I know. <laughs> Logan Lucky, very good. So yeah. Wind River Fun was better than Logan. Well, Lucky. yeah, you might be wrong. <laughs> I don't think. So. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. That's that's. Great. Anyway, that's all I got for Wind River. <laughs> yeah, great choice. I'm glad you put it on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. What do you got, Jason? I will be talking about the invitation. Uh, I've heard You've so heard... many great things yeah. about this. This is an indie thriller. So many twenty fifteen. Now, this movie follows Will, played by Logan Marshall Green, who is fantastic. Uh, you guys probably know him from, uh, why can't I think of it? Prometheus. Oh, okay. He's the, he's, he's the, the guy at the eye thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, gross. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's fine in Prometheus, but he's very, he's very good in the imitation. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it follows him and his girlfriend. Um, so they, they are randomly invited out of the blue to Will's ex-wife's house for a, for a party one day. Hence the name, The Invitation. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. It's so, all coming together. It's all yeah. <laughs> the puzzle pieces. Oh, uh, yes, it's all it's all fitting together. Uh, very, very beautifully. Yes, life is uh, finding a way. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, all right, Jeff. <laughs> no, so, no, Mr. Goldblum. Mm-hmm. Sir. Jeff was my father's name. That's call me Jeff Goldblum. Call me, call me Jeffy. Yes, call me Master, if you want. <laughs> call me Grandmaster. <laughs> anyway, so... You know, you start to find out through flashbacks that him and his wife, or his ex-wife, um, they had a child. He he died somehow. Okay. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. A lot of years involved. A child dying. <laughs> yes. Sorry, everyone. Did you notice? Did you do that on purpose? <laughs> no, no, I didn't mean to do. No that. need to apologize. As soon as, as, soon as I as soon as I was talking about the imitation, I was like, oh no, another child death. <laughs> yeah. Let's jump in. Um, mm-hmm. So you kind of start to find that out through flashbacks. And, mm-hmm. You know, is it all at once or is it like scattered? It, it's kind of scattered. Throughout. Batman begins. It's kind of scattered throughout, but that's not really the, the twist of the movie. Okay. When you find that out. So, uh, you can see that Will's character, he's still torn up about it. Mm. Like he should be. And, you know, and this is how much later? Uh, how much after? I believe pretty soon. A couple years. A couple years. A couple okay. years. I'm yeah. guessing take, a little more than a year. I imagine it takes a really long time mm-hmm. to recover from that. So, yeah. So, you know, it's been a while since he's seen his ex wife. Mm. But as soon as he gets there, uh, his ex-wife has her boyfriend now. Okay. So he starts to just notice that everyone's acting just very strange. His 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 ex-wife is really okay. Like yeah. she's she she seems completely fine and normal. Okay. Which is weird. Hmm. The fact that she's acting normal is really weird and unsettling. Yeah. And then they also have these these other guests at the party. <laughs> Who no one really knows. This sounds like some sort of surrealist, like Luis Buñuel. It's sort of. it, it, it's like, I mean, in in a way, yeah. I mean, there's no there's no 
crazy like well they can't get up they can't leave <laughs> they can't leave the they table. can't leave they can't leave the table um, what's the deal with the table <laughs> um but it's just it keeps building up and up and up and they're just it all just takes place in one house the lighting's very kind of it's it's got that crisp david fincher look Ooh, um, okay the look the look i love yeah and it was not directed yeah. by fincher though. no uh i forget who directed this yeah. um he was very good though, but um, it, it just kind of follows him as, as the party just keeps getting weirder and weirder and weirder. Okay. And he, he starts noticing all this, all these things, but none of the other guests notice it. It's just him. Mm-hmm. No one else is noticing. So it's just the most paranoid movie I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Absolutely terrifying. It sounds cool. Yeah. You've sold great. me on every single thing you've yeah. talked about. It's, so it's, it's amazing, man. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the, the beginning of it is, it, it's a little slow and some parts yeah i'll just say i'll just say yeah, some parts are a little bit slow but it's it's definitely a good slow burn it's worth the build up yeah slow a lot burns of mines are hard to pull off a lot of mine are actually slow burns yeah actually all of them are slow burns except for creep it's good to know there's slow burns with dead children <laughs> <laughs> jason reed slow burns get ready for my children. next letterbox list top top 5 movies where children die horrible deaths i was gonna say your autobiography (laughs) (laughs) dead children and slow burns (laughs) i'd read it It sounds like i'm slowly burning children see that that's why people read the book that's why people would read it yeah it's up to viewer interpretation they try to get it they try to boycott it but then they'd read it and be like oh no buy this it's wonderful (laughs) gasp he's got blue eyes (laughs) (laughs) all right uh we'll move on to my number two uh this is the obvious choice i was talking about and the reason I put it on the list is because in, I believe, our second, no, our first episode, um, when we talked about the best remakes, this didn't technically qualify. But I took a vow. I said, I will talk about this someday. And it is, of course, John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, Good one. You probably That's know what one. it is. But in case you don't, san- uh, scientists in the Antarctic discover a crashed alien ship. That has a hostile, shape-shifting alien that can perfectly impersonate anyone on the crew. <laughs> what more could you possibly Almost need? Almost perfectly. Almost, yeah, man. It's 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 like it's the suspense speaks for itself. You know, you get like the instant feeling of what the hell are we possibly supposed to do about this? Yeah, it's a very scary situation to be in. They have no idea if, like, the person they're talking to right now is actually an alien. Mm-hmm. That's the scariest part about it. And the especially scary thing is that neither does the audience. Yeah. Every single person who's ever watched this movie has put themselves in the place of the scientist. Yeah, you 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 can't guess, really, yeah. who it mm-hmm. is. What would I do in that situation, you know? Would I give up? Would, would I be all, you know, just manly? Torch them all. Kurt Russell. Yeah, just kill every Torch them all. <laughs> beard and everything. It's like, no chances. It's like, like, I know I'm fine. <laughs> but, it's obviously not me, because I know me. <laughs> but you might not know the alien. You might not know you're the alien. That's a scary part. Yeah. It's so well. Then you win if you're the alien. Exactly. You win either way. Okay. Yeah. So we found the solution to the thing: murder everybody with a flamethrower and just hope you're not the alien. Yes. <laughs> I honestly think some of the scariest scenes in that movie are in the dog cage. That yes. is, it's. I terrifying, really think that right? that is the scariest scene. Mm-hmm. The effects hold up yeah. so well they because do. The, oh the. 
more practical effects. They're all practical. Absolutely yeah. disgusting. Yeah. All all the effects in this are disgusting. Every yeah. single one. The yeah. part where the dude's chest opens Those up and disturbing heat is mm-hmm. like yeah. that that violence makes me like that mm-hmm. little little wrist thing. Yeah. Makes me cringe every time because it's just so uh, gross. Yeah, man. It's it's great. I miss eighties practical violence effects. Mm-hmm. What happened to the Robocops? What happened to the Diehards? What happened to the Predators? Yeah. What happened to Squibs? Blood Squibs? <laughs> we need those back. What uh, happened on the Thing remake where they were going to do practical effects, but yeah. last minute they what, decided to... T- what did happen? What did happen? Hollywood? I want to know. What is up? What? Because we yeah. await your response. Have you, seen, have you seen the footage of the stuff they were going to do? Uh, it's yeah, incredible. Somewhere a while it's ago. really great. I'll bet it was a studio decision. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, you know it was. Yeah. The the garbage. <laughs> the entire human race is at stake in this movie, and you mm-hmm. completely yeah. buy it. It's like if they don't destroy this freaking monster, everyone will die. The Earth, will, like humanity, will be annihilated. It's insane, and the, it, it works that way because. It is the Earth being an ally, but it's all taking place in this one location. Yeah. And that's it's what's so scary like about it. a dozen people. It's so minimalist, but you completely buy it. Like, exactly. all right, they, the monster wipes out all the humans. A rescue team comes. It annihilates into the rescue team. Mm-hmm. Just more and more people start exactly. coming. And it's just going to grow exponentially. And we have to destroy this thing. And not to give anything away, but just, like, it ends on such a great note. You're like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> what? What happened yeah. or whatever? <laughs> it's it's magnificent. It's one of my favorite movies ever. If we ever do top ten of the eighties, this mm. definitely definitely yeah. going on. It's a good one. Yeah, that's that's my number two. Look, like now that I've talked about, it, I'm glad it's my number two. I'm glad the coin didn't land on tails and this wasn't <laughs> number three. So yeah, that's John Carpenter's the thing. You've probably seen it, but if you haven't, good God, check it out. Yes. I want to see it again. It's right just now. as amazing as people say. Yes. Awesome. Anthony, what do you got? Well, I hate to bring the mood down. <laughs> Go ahead. I dare but you. But good Dead God, does this movie mess you up. It's Armageddon. It is Dear Zachary. <laughs> oh, no. I chose no. a documentary. Why? This Why? is a documentary. Why? Okay, hold on. And it is the most suspenseful thing ever. Okay, so in case they don't know why we're reacting so viscerally, what in God's name is Dear Zachary? It's just the worst thing. It's heinous. It is. This movie is heinous. It is just... And I would have put this as my number one, but I don't want to end on such a sad note. All right. Get it but all out. It's, uh, it's a letter... I don't want to talk. It's a letter to a son about his father who was murdered. Yeah. And I'm not going to give... Don't say I'm anything. I'm not going to give it because... I'm not going to give any more detail because, good God, oh. the twists oh. and turns... This is all true. This movie is disturbing. And... And because it's real. Exactly. Like, this happened, and people, go watch this movie. Go watch Dear Zachary and be sad. Yeah. Because you need to know this story. <laughs> You'll thank yourself the next day after it's, you wake up from Netflix, crying right? yourself to sleep. It is not on Netflix. It is not on Unfortunately. Netflix. I believe it is easy to easy to purchase and stream. Though. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the, the, the directions this story takes, yeah. it's, you, it's, you can't handle it. And but it's, you can't stop exactly. watching. It's, You're holding out hope that something good will happen. And it never does. It never does. It just gets so much worse, and oh. it's so sad and depressing. And that's where the suspense comes in. It's like, what is going to happen next? What will happen to these wonderful people, to these terrible people, to what is going to... 
That's that's the whole thing. How can this get any worse? What could possibly happen? And then it gets worse. Yeah. And it's that's the thing about this movie. It it wrecks you. What imagine the worst possible thing that could happen? It's worse. Yes. <laughs> like it's it actually wrecks it's worse. You. I get, you're you're laughing it's, out of self-defense. Like, it's worse. <laughs> yes. It's so much worse. Jason, you recommended this to me first, and you were saying, like, oh, dude, you'll want to rip your eyes out and throw them out the window. And I was like, it can't be that bad. It's that bad. You it's, lose it's faith bad. in humanity. And then I said the same thing to Anthony, and Anthony was like, okay, all right, I'll take that with a grain of salt. No, really, because, like, movies don't really get to me in a lot of ways. I'm Maybe I'm a sociopath. Who knows? <laughs> but this movie... <laughs> Oh my god. Psychologist good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They could know. This just destroyed me. Alright, and we and we have no problem overplaying no, the, it this No, much. if if you think that like if, if, if you're you going think we're exaggerating, I won't react that way. You will react that way. We're not exaggerating, man. It ruins your life. We apologize in advance for ruining your life. Yeah. It's impossible to not fall in love with this guy at the beginning because he's yeah. just the nicest. Was it, was it Andy, I think. Is, yeah, yeah he's, just, he's just the kind of guy you would want to hang out with. He's the, yeah. that's what, and that's what got me the most. Yeah. It's the stories about this murdered guy and how wonderful he was. Yeah. And it's, it, it <laughs> makes tearing you... tearing up right now. And it's not made up. No. Uh, it, yeah. that's, it happened. And this horrible, horrible story happened in real life and it makes you lose faith in humanity, in the justice system, it just, it ruins everything. And it's also one of the greatest things. It's so, it's probably good. The way it is told, this story is, it has hope in it. The way it comes out a (laughs) little bit. I feel feel like a moron for saying prisoners will mess you up. That is nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh goodness. Anthony, thank you for putting that. I had, I had number two. Um, It's it, it goddamn yeah. yeah, Jason. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, well, so this I'm, one this one kind of messed me up. Nowhere near as much as that. So <laughs> all right, this is going to be so modest. I hate to follow the, that, but uh, so I'm going to be talking about the 1988 mystery thriller. Mm. Oh, I know the vanishing. Yes, the vanishing. No, the vanishing. Yes, the vanishing follows Rex. <laughs> And this, is, this, is, right. this is from Holland, right? I believe it's yes. a Danish movie. I'm not. Popular. We'll go Danish. The, yes. the 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 guy the guy looks very Danish. Yeah, yeah. You can uh, you can see a Danish from a mile away. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm talking about the, the, <laughs> the breakfast the pastry. pastry. The pastry. Yeah, yeah. The pastry. So this movie follows Rex as he tries to uncover what happened to his girlfriend Saskia. Saskia, yeah, Saskia, mm-hmm. who was kidnapped at a crowded gas station. Uh, like he was just like he he's like a hundred feet away. Yeah, less than it happens feet like away. that. Happens. I don't know if you heard that. I was snapping. I'm bad at snap. Yes, that's how fast it was. I'm bad at snapping. I apologize. <laughs> You're all good, man. Um, so it, it kind of follows him three years after mm-hmm. this, and he's he's he he hasn't given up. He's still kind of trying to figure out what what has happened to her. Like that's that's the burning question in his mind. He just wants to know at this point. Yeah, yeah. Where, like, what happened to her that day? Mm-hmm. He's not necessarily trying to find her anymore. He just he just wants to know what he happened. wants to know what happened. It's like uh, it reminds me of a George Carlin joke. There are some things that I lost years ago. 
I don't care if I ever find them again. I just want to know where they went. Right. Yeah. I think I think about that all the time. Yeah, like, yeah. Where was where where would this be? Where did that I wish Lego, I had a superpower? Where did that just... Lego battle droid go? I wish I knew. Where did my inspector gadget toy from <laughs> McDonald's go? Mine dropped off a bed, was never found again. <laughs> it what? fell into a black it, hole. I, I dropped it off a bunk bed. I went down to look for it. Couldn't find it. Different dimension. Li- I'm not even kidding. I think it did. That's a Doctor <laughs> Strange. Did. Thing. I checked every inch of that room. I'm not kidding. <laughs> anyway, back to the vanishing. <laughs> the vanishing. The vanishing of of my toy. Um, <laughs> so, I'm yeah, so sorry. Yeah. Uh, so it's this is also another really slow burning movie. It yeah, doesn't yeah. really kick in the suspense till the end. It's not that long, but it is a slow burn. Yeah, so he, he, he starts getting letters from a mysterious person. What happened? The di- about the disappearance. Mm-hmm. Or the vanishing, if the you vanishing, will. The vanishing, if you will. Um, a lot of these you can use the titles. In uh-huh. Oh, all of mine, literally all, <laughs> all of mine are like spot on to what the movie's about. <laughs> of the vanishing, invitation, creep, creep two, melancholy. Don't give away your number one by accident. And the number one will... It'll it'll be it'll be something. <laughs> it'll make um, itself appear. Yeah, so it'll keep so constant. yeah the whole the whole movie vanishing isn't very suspenseful until the last 30, 20 minutes of it where mm-hmm. it just that picks up real quick. It, I'm still like kind of disturbed about it because I I honestly don't know what I would do. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but then you kind of start thinking about it and you're like, oh, I kind of get like it's it's dumb and it's gonna frustrate you. Yeah. But it's worth it. It's effective. Kind of get it. Yeah, yeah. And after thinking about it a while, you, you just kind of you just get so confused. You yeah. don't. You, I, I mean, I don't know what I would do in this situation. And it's kind of frustrating, you know. Yeah, I'm trying to be really vague about it because you're doing a good job. The end of this yeah. movie is seriously some of the craziest stuff I've ever seen. And mm-hmm. the credits start. You're like, wait, what? That's yeah, the end. Yeah, it's it's one of the scariest and most thought provoking endings I've ever seen yeah. to a movie. Have you seen the remake? No, I haven't. Remake isn't that bad, honestly. 93, right? They Something, something like that, yeah. Like that, yeah. 93 or 7. Yeah. Um, it's pretty much the same story. They make a couple of changes, but it really Stellan, could be a lot worse. Yeah, Stellan, Stellan Skarsgård and Kiefer Sutherland skateboard. and Sandra Bullock of all people. <laughs> yeah. Interesting cast. Yeah. It is, yeah, for sure. Yeah, those are really good choices. Yeah, check out The Vanishing. I believe it's still on Filmstruck, maybe? It is, yeah. It's cool. Criterion. It's not going nowhere. It ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I like I like the other movies uh, that I previously mentioned more than this. Okay. I just think this one stuck with me the more is better. Than, than all the other ones, just, just because of the ending. It's just so disturbing. Awesome. Okay, so before my number one, I'll say my honorable uh, mentions. Yeah. Um, it really hurt me not to include any Hitchcock movies, but I felt it would just be too obvious. Uh, I could have put Psycho or Vertigo or Rear Window or a Kurosawa movie called High and Low, which is incredibly suspenseful. Uh, Fitzcarraldo and Aguirre, The Wrath of God, I find to be weirdly suspenseful, kind of for the same reason. They're both Werner Herzog, so it makes sense. Uh, Sidney Lumet is good at suspense. He did 12 Angry Men and Fail Safe and Dog Day Afternoon. So is Stanley Kubrick. He did Paths of Glory and 2001 A Space Odyssey, the whole middle act of that is just suspenseful as all. Too much. So is a Full Metal Jacket. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Alien, obviously, The Terminator, obviously, Jaws, obviously, Silence of the Lambs, obviously, Predator is weirdly suspenseful. It is, toward, I love Predator. Towards the second half. No Country for Old Men is another obvious one. Whiplash is Whiplash, suspenseful yep. as hell. Yeah, it's on mine. The middle act of The Deer Hunter is great. Uh, the Come and See, the Russian war movie, is just wall-to-wall tension. Uh, sci-fi movie called The Andromeda Strain is great. So is Ex Machina. Fritz Lang's M, we talked about before. Uh, Night of the Hunter, I know you guys don't like it, but I find it really suspenseful. Uh, oh, Mystic River is suspenseful. River. So is Wind River, which Ooh, you mentioned. River River. So is Willow and Wind. I, I tied those together very uh, suspiciously. What is that? It's a little Iranian movie from about 17 years ago. It's really, really fantastic. Uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, both the original and the remake, are great. Uh, the Incredible Shrinking Man is a great old-school sci-fi movie. United 93 is another uh, true story one. So is Fruitvale Station and A Man Escaped. Uh, the Oxbow Incident is a really great Western. Uh, the, I like John Huston's Moby Dick. It's kind of a guilty pleasure, but I find it really enjoyable. Uh, he Walked by Night is a crime thriller from the uh, 40s. Uh, Old Boy, the original one. And I also I kind of like the remake, too. The remake yeah, wasn't I, terrible. I rewatched it. Yeah, I didn't like it before. It's not uh, that bad. Not, it's not bad. I mean, Weird. I, I definitely take the original. The original yeah, because yeah. Chandler Park's amazing, but, but it's it's still fine. It's not bad. Yeah. And the other one besides Psycho, the one I really wanted to put on was Nocturnal Animals, but I really had to make room for uh, the other ones that I made. But yeah, that's my really long honorable mentions list. But my number one was no question in my mind. Um, the second we decided we were doing this, I was like, well, that's my number one. What's everything else? And I'm talking about a French movie from the 50s, Henri George Clouseau's The Wages of Fear. Ooh. Ever heard of this? Nope. I know. I know okay. this one. Uh, I actually mentioned it in our uh, second episode when we talked about the worst remakes. <laughs> uh, if you ever seen William Friedkin's Sorcerer, it's a remake of this. And what it is is that an American oil company needs a shipment of nitroglycerin transported from a squalid South American village to this remote sort of oil field. And uh, four men are chosen kind of at random to transport it via two really big trucks filled to the brim with nitroglycerin. If they're successful, they win a whole lot of money. And it's basically their ticket out of the village, which they're pretty much trapped in for the rest of their life. And if they don't succeed, they die violently (laughs) and explosively. And they pay the ultimate price with their lives. By God, is it suspenseful. It's this two and a half hour paper cut of one little pebble and everything goes up in this giant mushroom cloud. And... Part of you knows that it has to blow up by the end, just by the rules of cinema, by the, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Chekhov's gun rule, how if you show the audience a gun at the beginning of a movie, it's logically, it's the logical conclusion that by the end, it's going to be fired at somebody. But another part of you is saying, maybe not, maybe they'll live, maybe they'll just, you know, scar them for the rest of their life. I won't say which outcome happens, but it's one of those two. And, uh... They're so brutally on edge, and so is the audience. It's I challenge you to watch this and not have some sort of visceral reaction to just the sheer adrenaline of every single moment. I haven't even mentioned like how great the characters, the acting, the writing, all that fun stuff, but the star of the movie is the suspense, and it was no question whatsoever. This has to be number one. 
It's wow. amazing. Yeah. It's of all the movies I'm talking about, this is my favorite by far. So yeah, that's that's my number one. The Wages of Fear. I highly recommend you check it out. It's it's long, but it's worth it. A lot of mine are long ones, so cool. I guess that makes sense. All right, cool, Anthony, cool. you have no honorables. So what's your no. number one? So my my number one is it's just I wanted to be a little more lighthearted than my number two. That's the only reason I switched them. Yeah, but um, so it's the Hateful Eight. Oh. And, um, that's a good one. Yes, yeah. this yeah, specifically the very the very end, the the last like fifteen minutes. Yep, um, <laughs> it cuts back to the present. Yeah, and it's this movie. It's really great. It's so much fun. <laughs> it's you know Tarantino. He he he's consistently awesome. Yeah, he's working in his wheelhouse. No pun intended. Yeah, and it's the ending is so like. It's one of those things where you it kind of goes back and forth. What is the character going to do? You don't know what he's going to do. And then you think he's going to do it, and then he does something else. And then it's really a I, you, you want – it's like the kind of suspense where you really want it to work out. And that's that's the kind of suspense this is. It's you, you want it to be this way, and you don't know if it's going to be this way. And you yeah. really need it to be this way. And then I won't say if it is that way or not. Mm-hmm. But – it's it's uh this is the tension and the suspense and the the characters and the dialogue of yeah. course the dialogue mm-hmm. is so good in the whole movie yeah but because it's Tarantino what do you expect? yeah it's yeah. bad dialogue yeah, yeah exactly you know I, I I loved this movie but after rewatching it it just keeps growing yeah. on me more and more and it's yeah. it's now seriously one of my I think top three favorite Tarantino movies nice yeah it's up there it's very it's, good. it's incredible yeah. yeah. And you, you don't really see this ending coming from the beginning. You think it's going to kind of – like you don't really suspect this kind of really smart and uh, mysterious thriller piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you, expect, you don't have any idea what's going to happen. Like it's just – you really think it's just going to be more of a shoot 'em up thing. But uh-huh. Tarantino really pulls this off. No, it's smart. Like a whodunit type thing and yeah. it's very it's very fun. Yeah, it's very it's – very, it, it was a stage play? Is that – I don't think he, so. He I mean, no, what he, so what he did was um, he took some, uh, several actors, and I think the only actor who actually ended up in the movie was Samuel Jackson mm. and Michael Madsen. Naturally. naturally. And, um, yeah. <laughs> and they, they, they did a live reading of the script, of the first yeah. draft of the script. That would yeah. have been so cool. I think they did. I don't remember where. They, it might have been in Texas or something, but I probably. It, I would it was filmed near where we live. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it was. It was yeah, and it was filmed in Telluride. Yeah, yeah. It's a very very good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's I. It's been a while since I've seen it. I should. I got to go back. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah it's, seriously, it's really worth. It's it. the most suspenseful movie I've seen from recent. Like that's been made in recent years. A weird number of the movies we've all talked about are really long. Yeah, but so this one breaks. This one breaks three, right? I think so. Yeah. It's it's like two forty. Like, is it two forty? Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was. Well, like I remember well, because there are two versions. There's I there's three oh seven. There, well, there's yeah. the roadshow version. Yeah, which, which I was saw, longer, which was wait, wonderful. What? Oh, the roadshow was wonderful. I saw it too. It wait, awesome. what? I still have the booklet. I just still have the booklet. I have, my whole family went. I have all four of their booklets. Yeah, man. you stole. Them. What I the stole hell is this? I don't know. He he showed it in seventy millimeter. Yep, with an intermission and. An overture, an overture, oh, an overture. Where did you see great. it? Uh, what theaters were you at? Showing? Select theaters. Select theaters. Uh, what kind of theater did was it? Just an AMC. It was, yeah, it was just oh, a regular really? theater. Okay. I have Cinemark theaters. Oh, oh, I see. How it is. I don't like Cinemark. Yeah, 
Come on, Cinemark. Come on, Cinemark. Yeah, I had to, I had to drive. I can't wait till you never sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they're listening. They're like, yeah. oh, this sponsor. Oh, never oh, mind. They just said they didn't like us. Ooh, you're going to wish you hadn't said that, <laughs> Reed. It'll <laughs> make your life a hell. A, a hell. A hell. <laughs> not, not the hell. Not, one of the hell. Not a living hell. A hell. One of the rings of a hell. Ring of hell. <laughs> A.K.A. Dear Zachary. All right. Yes. Oh. Jason, oh. tell us what almost made your list. I, I kind of realized that I, I forgot another one that should have really yeah. been on my list. I, uh, I just realized I should have put Reservoir Dollars in. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Green Room. Uh, I, I know that I didn't like it. Yeah, I, I <laughs> me know. neither. But um, I can see why. I absolutely love this movie to death. Mm-hmm. It's it's incredible. Uh, we need to talk about Kevin in honor of uh, You Were Never Really There coming yes, out. Yes, I, yes. I wanted to mention that. Mm, yes, uh, yes. Dark Knight, which is a Tim Sutton movie, not the not Dark, Dark Knight. Knight. Oh. Dark N. Night. Interesting. Yeah, well, sure. It gets um, confused with that out. that one yeah. Batman movie. It's 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 not the best. It's kind of a slice of life movie, but it, it kind of has the same kind of looming uh, fear over everyone's head, kind of like melancholia okay. a bit that just kind of leaves a knot in your stomach. Uh, Mother, Darren Aronofsky's new movie, it really yes. really got under my skin. Did you like it? I I did like it because I got panned. It, no, yeah, yeah people, people. People. It was really kind of like polarizing. I, yeah. I actually liked it a lot. I thought it was. I thought it was really good, and it really, really got under my skin. Uh, Nocturama, great French movie on Netflix. Yep. Nocturnal Animals. There you, you go. Mentioned. You got the two nocturnes. Mm-hmm. Nocturnes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Strangers on a Train. Nocturne of the Gods. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Strangers on a Train. Oh, I forgot. Strangers on a yeah. Train. Good one. Uh, it follows Under the Skin, Enemy, The Descent, uh, Stoker. Uh, Eyes Wide Shut, Mean Creek, mm. Victoria, Drive, Perfect Blue, Gone Girl, Zodiac, Eraserhead, Monsters, Ooh, Eraserhead. Simon Killer, and Unsane. But what the hell but could possibly be? My number one. I don't know. I think one idea. of the scariest movies I've ever seen. Okay. The closest thing to replicating the, the, the terrifying parts about The Shining is The Witch. Or the Vavitch. Oh, the Vavitch. Okay. The Vavitch. Son of a Vitch. The goat movie, Now, right? yes, Black Phillip. That's his name. <laughs> Black Phillip the goat. Now, I very rarely white knuckle during movies. <laughs> ah, but this was the... I, every, every trope of, like, a suspenseful movie yep. happened to me. White knuckle, edge of my seat. Uh, was barely breathing. I think I honestly was sweating at one point. (laughs) Right. This movie is so goddamn scary. Wow. It's it's uh, Robert Eggers' directorial debut, and it is seriously one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. It it follows a New English family who is kind of cast out of their town for religious differences, Mm. and so they're they're kind of forced to live on their own in the woods. What's the time period? Is it um, uh, the 1600s. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they, they have a kind of hard to follow, uh, you, you know, language. Okay. Like the old the, the, or, Shakespearean yeah. sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. What thou like to live deliciously. That's a, that's a line in it. Look like, hither of look a hither. bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a direct quote from the movie. I think, yeah. 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 When they when they see the bitch. <laughs> Heather. They're like, son of a bitch. And they run away. <laughs> but so, Sounds like something out of like a trios of horrors. But so you, they, they kind of have to make their house in the woods. Mm. They start living in the woods, but okay. they soon find out that there's 
A dark presence in the woods. Yes. Maybe even witches. Black Philip. Black Philip. Black Philip is their goat that they own. Oh, they already have the goat. Yeah, they they have the goat. I see. Um, So it it has this really beautiful, slowly creeping cinematography, like slow zooms, slow pans, just really slow. This is a slow burning movie. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the slowest burning horror movies I've ever seen. Interesting. Yeah. And... So yeah, that 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 creeping cinematography, and they have this screeching string score that's just irritating, but just makes it so much more scary. Um, and a lot doesn't happen a majority of the film, but you know the, these sounds are still going on, and it's kind of like a looming presence in the woods. Mm. And the scenes where you see the witch, there's a scene at the beginning where it just it 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 just straight up shows you her. Mm right after this this big thing that happens to them wow. and it's terrifying and you don't see her for a long time after that huh. but that part sticks with you yeah, and yeah. it's it's absolutely terrifying it's it i saw this in theaters everyone i saw it with hated <laughs> this movie the hell i like sat in my seat throughout the i i don't, usually don't watch credits i was gonna say throughout the movie it's like you're supposed to do <laughs> throughout throughout all the credits just kind of just just sitting there tanking it all in because it, it just has a it, it just keeps building and building and building. Yeah, yeah. And everyone is really good in this movie. Some pretty solid kid acting, a bit annoying, but <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. Uh, man, it's, it's really just the scariest movie I've ever seen. Awesome. I think it, this is another one really is meaning to check out. Yeah. It's, it's impressive just to see that like, this is this guy's directorial debut yeah, and yeah. it's seriously just terrifying. I'm surprised you didn't mention the, the shining. I thought for sure. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I talk about The Shining a lot. I didn't want to save it for like yeah. a different episode. We could do a Kubrick episode next. Yeah, time. if we do a Kubrick episode, I'll definitely talk for, about for that. the 2001 yeah. anniversary. I just don't want to keep having like The Shining as like my number one <laughs> for everything. Yeah. So, listeners, let us know. Do you want us to do a Kubrick episode next month? Uh, same. Or just reason. tell us some tell us some directors that you'd like to some directors, some franchises. So we, we have ideas. Do a filmography review on. Awesome. But yeah, that's that's our list. No overlap yeah. again. I love when that happens. Yes. Yeah. We always have really diverse sort of <laughs> sensibilities. So yeah, I know we mentioned like a gazillion suspenseful movies, but uh, uh, in case we didn't mention any, let us know what what are some of the movies you found really suspenseful, um, or you know what what tends to appeal to you in terms of suspense. I mean, we've established that uh, Jason is dead kids and slow burners. <laughs> So, yeah. you know, what, what's your sort of, what, gets what's, to, what's your dead kids? What's your dead kids? <laughs> Tell us about your dead kids. <laughs> Please do. Yes. Um, yeah. Let us know, uh, head over to johnnegroni.com and find the page for this podcast, or you can email us, uh, at ataig podcast at gmail.com. And that's all one word, ataig podcast at gmail.com. Let us know, send us your thoughts, your feedback, anything you want. We'd be happy to read it. But anyways, uh, I think that's all we got for this week. I'm Sam. I'm in. I'm Jason. And we'll see you next time.